Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Uh, this season, 23-24 season, uh, Akdung Millwall has teamed up with PunditGames.co.uk to bring you a question ahead of each of our featured editions all season uh, check out pundit games it's the ultimate football quiz board game it's fantastic for christmas birthdays getting together with the chaps a few beers ask a few questions and let's just see who really does know their football so just as a bit of fun ahead of each edition i'm asking a selected question from the Pundit Games uh, packs of questions. They're different genres, different themes, different eras. Today's question comes to you from the 1970s and 1980s, my era of football. Is it your era, dear listener? The subject being the English national team of that era, 1974 to late 80s, 1990. So the question is, beginning his career with Brian Clough's all-conquering Nottingham Forest side, this curly-haired hitman, bagged an impressive 16 goals in 42 games for the English national team, including the winner in a 2-1 win over Spain at the 1980 Euros. His uh, club career took in clubs including Nottingham Forest, 129 appearances and 36 goals. A couple of loans, then he went off to Cologne in Germany, 81 appearances for Cologne, Cologne. 1979 to 1982, 28 goals out there. Came back to Arsenal, 131 games, 56 goals. And then back to Fortuna Köln in uh, West Germany, then Germany itself. So we're looking for an English striker, 42 games, 16 goals for England, 1978 to 1986. His career took in clubs including Forest, Cologne and Arsenal. The answer will come at the end of today's show, dear listeners. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no sound. Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to the the voicemail edition of Achtung Millwall. This has been something that I've been really... Uh, interested to try and develop. We did one Sunday in the aftermath of that very disappointing home loss at home to Leeds. And we're going to do another one now after last night's more uplifting 3-0 win over Rotherham. I was there, I must admit, I questioned my sanity leaving the house. Uh, but I'm really glad I did get along there last night. It made a, you know, made, made a big difference. You can't beat being at the game and no matter how good the Mill TV iFollow stream is, 
you cannot be actually being out there in the fresh air once you get to the ground once you've got yourself sodden from um in the uh, apocalyptic conditions it was well worth it it was a good performance overall by the lines last night but we're going to hear now from we've got about what two four six six seven um voice notes big thank you to everyone for contributing first up we're going to be listening to graham payne with his thoughts on last night's in the end routine win for the lions let's have a listen to graham hello nick graham payne here as the saying goes you can only beat what's in front of you and yes rotherham are a very poor team it was still good to see us Scored three goals last night. The team obviously has dropped Billy Mitchell to the bench, which I think was a fair call, and brought back Zion Fleming. Um, and it also, this allowed Campbell to go back into his natural position, and I thought him and Denor, especially in the first half, you know, linked up well, tackles and good passing movements. Longman on the left, I thought he impressed again, and uh, he took his goal really well, cutting in, and smash it into the top corner. I think we had another couple of half chances, uh, a Nesbitt header, I think, he could have done better with. But going in at half-time, I, I was quite confident that we'd get one or two more goals in the second half. Obviously, the second half starts, and then we had that unfortunate uh, injury to Nesbitt. When he went down, because that was down our side, I, I thought it was his knee again, but it, it appears to be his ankle, but... You know how long he'll be out. Who knows? But let's hope it's not too long because he is. You can tell he is a quality player, especially when he gets the ball and brings brings other players into it. Um, what more? Obviously, came on, had the run down the line and set up uh, Zion for his goal, which he took well. It was good to see him score, and then um, it was good to see uh, Bradshaw get on the score sheet. I know right at the end because. You know, he deserved the goal for all the effort he puts in. Man of the match, um, I was impressed with Denor. I think he's, he's, he looks a good player. But again, you've got, I've got to give it to Ryan Leonard. I mean, the, the man just seems to be getting better and better. And he must, if he can possibly stay fit. He's so vital to our team now, the way Rowett sets up. So on to Saturday and West Brom. Um, let's hope we can go there and play positively and maybe get a, you know, a win. Come on, you Lions. Huge thank you to, to Graham for that, that uh, note, which I think probably summarised where I'm at with last night's result, Graham, to be honest with you. Um, it was routine, and you've still got to beat these kind of sides. My, my heart skipped a beat when Fred scored that uh, momentary equaliser disallowed because he was uh, a, a step forward. So there wasn't much in that offside call. And I, I had to look at it again this morning on the uh, the replay on the club site. Um, it probably was just a touch offside. Um, but it's a close call. And, you know, we've all seen, <laughs> all seen those uh, other teams get away with it against us. So, um, yeah, um, it was a close run thing at that point. But overall, I didn't think they showed much. And, you know, if we hadn't have beaten them last night, I think that would have been real cause for worry. Uh, but nice, nice piece there from Graham. Big thank you. Incidentally, dear listeners, if you want to contribute to these shows, I really do appreciate every voicemail and every voice note that I get. Um, I try and include them on each show. We're doing now as a separate voicemail show, if I've got the time to do it anyway. I have a little bit of reaction to each. But do get in touch with me via Twitter, or X as it's called now, stupid name. Sounds like a 
bad nightclub somewhere, isn't it? I'm going to go to Club X for the secret room. Um, so, yeah, give me a shout. On, on, on the direct message on Twitter, you can send a voice note on there. Um, or else, if you've got my uh, mobile number, you can WhatsApp me. Um, give, give us a shout. Get in touch with us if you want um, to use either method. I don't mind how you get in touch with it, but it's great to receive post-match voice notes. And um, as I say, we'll try and include every single voice note that I can. Unless I get so many. You know, I'm doing like a Encyclopedia Britannica volume of or a sonic equivalent of that. Anyway, next up is a couple of messages received by the said Twitter stroke X method from Craig Jones and David Blake. Hello, I am full of COVID, but that was the tonic I think a lot of us needed, including the players, including Gary Rowett. We needed that confidence boost, and thank God Rotherham did because. My God, they were shocking. What a shocking little outfit Rotherham are. Oh, really, really bad. Um, but you only beat what's put in front of you. And we got the three points. Don't ask me about Longman's goal. I didn't see it. I was busy chatting about kid shoes with, with the missus. So I assume it, it ricocheted off his arse at 70 yards. That's what I think might have happened. Um, but brilliant to see Fleming score... With again, this could be the goal that kickstarts his season like it did last season. A left footed shot past the keeper for against Rotherham. I think this could be what they need. And Bradshaw, again, he looked chuffed to finally get on the score sheet. So, yeah, a lot of positives to take from that. Feel a little bit better off the Leeds game, but like I say, it's, it's early days. We'll see how we do against West Brom, who. Clearly, they're a club who are on their arse financially, so um, let's go and stick the knife in a little bit, and then hopefully by then COVID clears, and I'll be seeing hopefully hopefully lots of you on a Tuesday night in Plymouth. Call your lines. Well, Nick, David Blake here. Glad to see my uh, pre-match premonition was so piss poor. Here we go again. Off to West Brom on Saturday. I shall once again give you a pre-match prediction. Hopefully, I'll be as crap on Saturday as West Brom will be. Over and out. Bye for now. Thank you to Craig and to David for using the, the Twitter X method. It's, that's not a form of contraception, listeners. That's a method by which you can send me voice notes in the aftermath of Mill wins, triumphs, disasters, or, or something in the middle. Um, do keep them coming, boys. Appreciate your uh, effort there, Craig, as well. well. That sounded like... Um, I wonder whether it was some kind of pest caller. I've never actually had a pest caller on, on any of these um, methods of contacting us on, on the show. Um, but I wondered with Craig, it was COVID. I do believe it was COVID. It wasn't some kind of uh, perverted caller. Um, big thank you to Dave as well. Keep the old predictions coming, mate. If you keep predicting them wrong and we win, then I'll, I'll be a very, very happy boy indeed. Yeah, West Brom Saturday. I'm, I'm off up to the Hawthorns uh, myself. So um, let's see what we get up there. It's it's um, They are a club certainly in, in a spot of trouble, but they do have the old panto figure. Widow Twanky. Jed Wallace, and um, he'll rise to the occasion, especially if he gets it in the air roll, which um, he almost certainly will do, because we can't not give it in the air roll to former players. Poor old Fred last night caught a bit of stick, and um, I, I found it quite difficult to dislike Fred. He was playing in a strange defensive role in the first half, though, and I, I thought, well, 
even even their manager sees things maybe his his sees dead people or something i don't know but uh, it wasn't really fred's strongest suit to play as a kind of a, a deeper lying defensive midfielder almost anyway onwards and upwards let's have a listen to jim hackett one of my favorite analysts that we have on the show big big uh, thank you to jim for this next voice note hi nick jim hackett here after the um Rotherham game, uh, obviously fantastic three points and uh, very well deserved. There was no uh, problem there, was a beating of what was a poor Rotherham team. I've uh, got to think though that that the team doesn't look fluid. It it doesn't look it's a defensive team, doesn't look like an attacking team. It just looks like a group of blokes put together. And I think there's there's something missing somewhere i can't quite put my finger on it but watching that tonight even though we created chances we never looked fluid at any point and and that's a worry for me after so many games now i think um there's a, a good group of players there and i think somewhere along the line well it's gonna to fit them into where they should be playing but i think we've got players that just don't look comfortable i don't i'm not convinced that, that our sort of back three or back five, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the middle three of them are playing as well as they can do. I think Leonard's playing fantastically well and has done all season and long may it continue, but I'm not convinced that, that the style of football Grout wants is what he's getting out of Cooper and uh, Murray. And as much as Murray won lots of the defensive stuff tonight, it's when we've got the ball that I have a biggest worry because I think between them, that they are sort of they're going to give us a wreck where it's it's going to be costly and you know they, they just don't look like they're fitting into the the style of football that Raoult wants and obviously just keeps playing them and I think when you've got the likes of Wes Harding in there um, Joe Bryan who can come in you know why wouldn't he play the back four tonight against what really was a poor team and I think if he could play Bryan and Longman on that side you might find that he actually give us more of a threat going forward because then you, you've got some pace and you've also got the, the natural balance of a left footer. But as being churlish when you think we've, we've just battered Rotherham 3-0, but the trouble with Rotherham are probably the poorest side I saw last season play at the Den and then they're the poorest team up to now we've seen in the league and we, we could have won by five or six, you know, and, and even more if, if as a team would have been firing. But... Obviously, it was eight to three nil. We go on to West Brom, and I think um, these are the sort of games. The West Brom game is a sort of game that may define our season. I think um, beating Rotherham, playing some of the the, the lesser lights, hopefully we'll, we'll get our points. But if we are going to go anywhere and we're going to get anywhere close, then I think it's the West Broms of the world and and those sort of teams that we've got to take points off because I can't see us getting anything from the, the supposed big boys like Leicester. Southampton, Leeds, you know, we're already struggling when we play those teams. So we've got to make sure that we can, can beat the Rotherhams of the world, but then try and get something out of the middle group, of which I consider we're in. So overall, we've won 3 0. I'm probably feeling a little bit negative about it, or I don't know why, but we've got three points. But I just didn't see um, that cohesion, that, that sort of fluidity and positivity that we could do with, I think, um, hopefully, it will come at some point, but I still don't think Raoult's got his, his best team on the field, and I don't think he knows what his best team is. Maybe he's got too much choice now 
from having very little choice and having to play players. Now he's got a choice of players and it's it's that little bit of, I don't know, tinkering. On a positive note, I thought uh, Benor looked the part tonight and, and Campbell alongside him. I thought Campbell looked full of running, which is the first time this season he's you know since we've had him that he's he's looked like that but he looked good Denor looked good Fleming got his goal but I still think he's not quite quite there yet but hopefully that might just spark his confidence a little bit the front two um I'm not sure if they're working together but you know it's uh, we've got a front two what we've got to try and get out of both of them is is a little bit more I thought when we got the ball into Nisbet's feet I think it it kept the team moving forward. I think when it goes to Bradshaw, he has a, a tendency now to, to look for the foul all the time rather than get the ball and move it on like Nisbet does. So maybe between them they'll, they'll turn up. But again, we'll, we'll look at injuries and it could be that the injury might force Gary's hand on uh, Saturday and, and we'll have a little change up there. But as things stand, we won 3-0. We've got three points. We're two points off the playoffs, so there's not a lot to be negative about. But for some reason, I just can't find myself fired up yet about all this. So, come on, you Lions, on Saturday. Huge thank you to Jim Hackett. Always um, interesting points from Jim. Um, I know what you mean, Jim. I, I, I suppose I'm still caught from like a sense of relief, I think, more than anything else came is what I carried home as I drove through the um, biblical conditions is like something out of the, the Noah's Great Flood as I tried to uh, drive along the A13 to come home. Um, so yeah, but there was a sense of a weight being slightly lifted off my shoulders out of last night. I do worry that defensively we still look a little bit fragile against teams that can move the ball with pace. Rotherham, as we've said, and I think probably a few more messages yet to go on this show are going to say, uh, Rotherham weren't that kind of side. Leeds were. I thought Leeds Leeds killed us with their passing and movement on Sunday. Um, Rotherham didn't, but even then they had a couple of moments. We've mentioned the Fred uh, disallowed goal. But there was a, a, a save by Bart when their forward beat Jake, I think it was. It was just a basic long ball uh, down the middle and he beat uh, Jake for pace there and just managed to get a little toe poke on it, which Bart did well to save, actually. Um you know, Bart has taken a bit of uh, flack in recent times, but I um, thought we showed good skill to get down for that last night. And we're going to be playing Bart for a while because Matija Sarkic is, is clearly out injured now. So um, it's going to be Bart with the defensive line in front of him. You mentioned Jim Wes Harding, and I don't understand why we're not seeing Wes Harding at the moment because I thought when he came into the side up at St Andrews, I've said this a few times now, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, so why he wasn't playing last night, especially with the old, you know, the old boy Rotherham thing, I don't, I don't understand. Um, I do think we look a bit flat-footed defensively. That said, we've won three 0 and we've we've you know dispatched inferior opponents in that sense. So um, no, we we mustn't be we mustn't be too picky, must we, dear listeners? Next up on our list of uh, voice notes, we're going to listen to Matt Richards. Hi Nick, Matt Richards here. Um, three very, very valuable points there. Um, we needed that. I mean, I'm not going to get carried away. Um, I don't think anybody will. Rotherham got to be 
struggling to think of or remember a worse team we played, especially in that first half. It was like a pre-season friendly. We should have scored, you know, two, three, four goals or something like that. But you know, the old cliche: you can only play who's in front of you, and um, we did, and we we dispatched them, didn't we? It's good to get a clean sheet as well. Um, it could be it's good for the confidence as well because you you got to think that. A lot of those players, new players, they're getting to know how each other plays. Um, a win is always good for confidence. So that's, you know, you've got to take the good news, haven't you? So not gonna, no, no way am I going to get carried away, but that was good. I thought Longman, really like him, um, like his attitude. He just kind of gets stuck in, doesn't he? And he's direct. Um, brilliant goal. Um, Norton, Norton Cuffey as well, down the right, did really well. You know, properly playing as as wingers. I don't think they're too far far away from what they're doing against Leeds, but you know, obviously, very different caliber of um, opposition. Obviously, but they were getting forward against Leeds. It's just nothing was happening, and um, until Longman scored, I suppose nothing was happening tonight. But um, thankfully, he did. Um, Denore, I thought was was great. He's just got his calmness and quality about him, isn't he? Distribution. He just first touch. Really good. Um, good to see Bradshaw score as well because um, he, he's missed a couple. And we we missed a few chances tonight, and that's that's the kind of that's the worry is that we're not clinical enough. Um, but you know that's what we've been like for years, so that's not going to change overnight, I guess. But um, it's a worry about Nisbet. Hopefully, that's nothing serious because if he's not fit, then it's we're looking at. Yeah, but it's a chance, could be a chance for Amaku to come in, you know. Um, so who knows? Who knows? But you know, what I say is that you know it's it's interesting when you look at the last two seasons. That's you know this time last season I think we were nineteenth with seven points. Season before that we were fifteenth with seven points. You know we're we're eleventh now with ten points after seven games. You know, I'm not saying everything's rosy, but it's all about getting points on the ball at this stage of the season. Um, and if we can get a few players back, team starts gelling, you know, I'm not going to get carried away. But what I'm saying is that it's not all doom and gloom. Anyway, that's it. That's it for me. Um, West Brom, West Brom Saturday, that's, you know, I think we can get a result up there. I really do. And then we'll follow that with Swansea at home. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, we march on. Come on, your lines. Talking about getting carried away, Matt, there was a great um, quote from the Tottenham manager, Ange Posteglu. I don't know if that's how you say his surname. It's quite a difficult one, but a real character. And um, one, <laughs> someone asked him about Tottenham getting carried away. And, and you know, we were all saying the same thing. I said it last night. I, I think everyone probably on this show today said we mustn't get carried away. But uh, Posteglu said something along the lines of, why not get carried away? That's what football is meant to be for. It's meant to be getting excited and, um, you know, dreaming of uh, bigger bigger and better days um i do take the point though you know we we've we've dispatched rotherham poor side probably one of the poorest in in the league um if not the poorest i mean the bottom three at the moment must be feeling pretty up against it if rotherham are above them three you know they they i think it's swansea sheffield wednesday and middlesbrough um, below rotherham so um we've yet to see any of those sides we beat middlesbrough tell a lie on opening day um, but yeah, how 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 poor are they? Um, but yeah, we've this, last night's game is the kind of 
match that we've got to take three points from. We've you know moderate opponents at best. If we are looking to finish in mid-table respectability and above, which is the going to be the aim of the season, is to build on that mid-table platform and then look to you know look at sixth spot. Then these are certainly the kinds of signs that we've got to dispatch, and we did it last night. So um, you know, fair play to Millwall. Well done to the side. Let's have a listen now to. Angelo Miliotto. Hi, Nick. Angelo here, mate. <clears throat> uh, just a few words on tonight's victory. Um, obviously, nice to um, nice to come home with a smile on our face. Um, I think maybe because the crowd was a little bit lower, maybe done the done the done the team a favour, a bit less, tiny little bit less pressure. Um, but yeah, listen, let's not get too carried away because Rotherham are not a very good team. But let's look at the positives. Um, Ryan Longman, I've been very impressed with him. Um, it looks like he's getting stronger with his fitness. Superb goal. I was actually saying to my sons, literally two minutes before he scored, I said, this Ryan Longman is going to get a couple of worldies this season. And literally a few minutes later, he's just curled down to the top corner. It was it was hilarious. So, yeah, brilliant goal. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was very good. I thought Leonard was very good. Um, looks like Fleming's back to his uh, slowly coming back to what to what we expect from Fleming. He got a lot more involved today, um, and I was pleased that Billy got got dropped today. I just think he needed to come out of the team. Um, I just think he's been lacking this season a little bit. So hopefully um, that'll give him the kick up the arse that he, he might need. Um, but yeah, but the, the the star of the show, in my opinion was Casper de uh, I think they're calling him the Deptford de Bruyne, I think they're calling him now. Um, I, from the first time I saw him, I just thought this guy's got a little bit of class, but he hasn't been fit. And you can tell that game by game, he's been getting a little bit stronger and he's it, quality, mate. I think we have got a gem there, I really do. Um, there was a couple of people slagging him off last week, which I, I couldn't understand, you know, uh, on some other social media platforms. But... Um, in my eyes, you can just see the class there, mate. Very, very excited about the guy. And he looks like he loves the club as well. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I think my man in a match by country mile was Casper Dunor. Uh, fantastic. Um, but yeah, listen, good result. Very happy. And um, let's see, I believe we're two points off the playoffs or something. That's a crazy league. Um but yeah, let's see if we can uh, put a little run together now. And uh, nice for Bradshaw to get off off the off the um, off the mark as well. And fingers crossed that Nisbet's injury is 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 not bad. But I've got a funny feeling it is bad because I could see him holding his head in his hands and what have you. But uh, but yeah, great result. Casper uh, Denor, superstar in my eyes. Uh, really looking forward to seeing him play this season. And. Um, Alan Campbell as well. I think he's a tiny bit better. I think maybe he was lacking the fitness. I think his fitness is getting a little bit stronger. Um, so, yeah, it's a positive night. All right. Cheers, Nick. Come on, you lines. I like the uh, Deptford De Bruyne, Angelo. I think that's quite... <laughs> that made me laugh when I saw that. I think the club put that out. It's quite a nice choice of words. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone slagging Casper De, uh, De, De Bruyne. Casper De Noor. Um, personally, I did see some slagging of Ryan Longman after Sunday's game. Um, I, I don't get what some people see at, at times. I thought Longman showed what he could do last night, scored a great goal, and was willing to take men on. He was against Leeds. I thought he was one of our standout players on, on Sunday. Certainly last night, um, turned it on. 
showed some real confidence on the ball. Um, Casper Denor, yeah, very intelligent midfielder. I think, as others have said, as you've just said there, Angela, I mean, a very, very intelligent boy and looks to be a, a great signing for us. So, you know, more power to to him. Let's hope that continues. Now, I've picked out a few quotes from X. Uh, I, I don't know why I say it in that style, X. Just Twitter as it used to be. But I've picked out one here from Michael Mason. Uh, well done, Mill, and the people that were there to see it. That includes me. I'm going to take some of that reflected glory, Michael. Um, because temptation really was very, very strong not to leave the door last night, but I did go. Um, 12,500 was the official credit. It weren't that many. Um, I think they include um, you know, the, the, the ghosts of supporters past uh, there. If there were 12,500, they're saying it looked to be about half full to me. So if it made 10,000, I'd be surprised. It uh, wasn't, wasn't much of a travelling support, but fair play to those Rotherham fans who are in the lower deck at the away end. And fair play to them for, for making that journey because that was um, not a night to be going out watching football. Uh, Michael continues, lots of positives regardless of the opponent. Leonard, Longman, Casper, Fleming, Bradders, all very good. Um, Tricky Ricky says it was three points. Wasn't the greatest watch. He was there as well. Well done, Tricky. Longman will be a player when fitter. Lendog, we've mentioned a few times, solid. Denor, a very good player. Um, still, th- He still thinks Rower out. <laughs> He's laughing now. Um, on to the next game, says Michael in reply. Um, row it out. I, uh, I think, as, as I just said to Neil in our other uh, first show of these, this doubleheader, um, it, it, we're entitled to ask for some entertaining football. Last night was more entertaining. We saw uh, Zian Fleming getting forward, maybe playing with, with Casper Denor brings out the best in Zian Fleming. I think we are entitled to ask to be entertained. And at times, under the, 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 the Rowett reign generally, it hasn't always been the most interesting of, of um, styles of football. But um, let's just leave it that I'm feeling a lot more relieved now to be uh, away from that bottom zone. Let's have a listen now to Ben Anthony. Next up, Ben. Hello, Nick. Hello, listeners. Uh, ben Anthony here, um, calling after uh, I've just sailed home in some sort of makeshift raft. Um, from this horrific weather tonight uh, after a 3-0 win over Rotherham at the Den which uh, is of great relief after uh, what I thought was a a really poor performance on Sunday. Um, It seems to have had a bit of a mixed reaction Sunday. Uh, Some people saying that we played quite well and um, were competitive which I think we started the game quite competitive but I don't think we sustained it anywhere near long enough for that to be a fair um, a fair critique. But uh, on to tonight. Uh, it's interesting that uh, this was only our third, I think, third competitive win by more than one goal um, of this calendar year. Um, the last one was back in April, a 2-0 win over Preston. And interestingly, uh, the one before that was a 3-0 win over Rotherham, uh, which was back in January. So, um, yeah, Millwall and Rotherham, we, we, we seem, to get the, seem to get a result at the dead. That, that, that's what I'm learning there. Um, and you could see why tonight. Rotherham looked really poor. 
uh, I think for me, from what I've seen so far of the championship, they, they look like a team that's probably going to get relegated or certainly going to be in that battle. Um, and that's kind of uh, uh, something to be a little bit uh, relieved and a little bit more confident in terms of our team. I, I thought we were by far better uh, compared to Rotherham. You could see we just have, we're the, we are a step above them. And I, I think that does tell you you know, I don't think we're we're going to be in a relegation battle this season. That's not that's not what I I see. Um, but at the same time, we, we were talk, you know I was talking the other day about wanting to see more entertainment and wanting to see um, a, a better class of attack in football, not just chuck it down the wing and put a hopeful cross in. Actually, have a bit of a tactic behind it. Uh, which there were signs of that tonight, I thought. So that's a, a positive. Um, but I, I think we, we, it wasn't the complete performance. I don't think it was particularly great for a, th- which feels weird saying that after a three-nil win. But I don't think it was it was the the best performance in the world. The crowd seemed a little bit flat, um, and that's a, another problem. We need to find a way to get the, the crowd involved in in games more and the players actually start to feed off the crowd but um like we say there were signs of improvement um i slagged off longman the other day uh, i did think he played much better tonight it, not just because he scored a goal he, he was he was able to string a pass together and he was making runs that that actually made a bit more sense for me today compared to sunday um and it was nice to see zion fleming finally wake up and turn up um and and look like he was vaguely interested in playing for us, um, which is good. So hopefully that's a little bit of a boost of confidence for him, and and he's actually back. Um, that would be good. Uh, yeah, we played through the middle a little bit more. Um, we controlled the ball a, a bit better. Still wasteful of a few chances, um, but it was good that, to see us actually creating some chances. And uh, yeah, we we just have to hope that the the, the a couple of players seem to go off with with sort of little injuries. Hopefully, they're they're they're, they're just precautions and not actually too bad. And if we can um, use this to build on, then that's that's something um, to push for. I, I said on Sunday, I think he he had five games. I think it was five games until the next international break, and that's that's when I'll make my judgment on where we are this season. And uh, I'm sticking by that. So um, there's still some games left to to make improvements in terms of performance now and hopefully try and get a few more results. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll be in a better place. So yeah, I'm in a bit of a better mood today compared to the other day. Um, Still a way to go, but uh, yeah, something to, to hold on to and something to have a bit of hope for. All right, come on you Lions been recording in what sounded like the the end of the world there dear listeners i i have the tune have you ever seen the rain by the uh, the credence clear water revival going from my head listening to that um nice piece though ben thank you very much mate for that that contribution i think probably you know you're summing up where we're all at really um it was it was it was a a, a good win over moderate opponents and uh gives a platform to move along from um i must admit the injury to kevin nisbet came as a bit of a you know is, is, is a nagging worry um just looking at some of the reaction online cbl 10 block 10 cbl sorry bradders he wants bradders for in 
Um, no, he wants Imarco. Maybe now with Nisbet, he might mean uh, Imarco in from Nisbet. Um, it depends if Nizzi is, is injured, he says here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Romano so, uh, get some time out there as well. But uh, whether Gary Rout will take that opportunity up there at the Hawthorns, I don't know. Um, great post here by Harry Packham as well. He says, Gary Rowett under pressure, maybe one of the top five managers of all time. <laughs> he does have a knack, Harry, doesn't he, to um, pull himself out of trouble. Um, if only if only that could be replicated in, in games where he's back. He's not against the ball, I, I don't know. Anyway, there we are. We're going to have the last message for this particular show now. It's come from Matt Webb. Big thank you to Matt. And let's, let's run it now. Hi Nick, Matt Webb coming away from Mill 3, Rotherham nil, absolutely drenched. But, well, first and foremost, it's nice to have a win at home. So, you know, Les had to dust off rocking all over the world and uh, play it loud. Although a very sparse crowd tonight, whether that be based on Saturday's or Sunday's performance or is it the weather, who knows. Anyway, three goals. Three points. And now we got strikers that are on the score sheet as well. For Gary Rowett played it very safe tonight, in my opinion. Um, it was a very comfortable 3-0 win. You could have easily put the likes of SA on that pitch and Imaku and the boys probably could have shone so much tonight. And we you never know. We probably could have had a bigger scoreline. In fact, in the first half, two free headers should have been three up at half time. But once again, we didn't put our chances away. Special mentions to Leonard at the back. Immense. Casper Denore, immense. Those two lads really were very were one of well were brilliant tonight, and I was really was impressed. And in fact, it was probably the worst game I've seen Norton Cuffey at. Play and I'm just opening up a bit of cramp as a uh, was just a precautionary sub. Nisbet, well, there we go. How long is he going to be out for? Because that was a nasty fall on his ankle, didn't look great as he walked around the pitch. So we have to see how bad he is. And from that injury, that's what I'm going to lead to this next conversation. Now, I don't want to single out players and I don't want to dig out players, but I just do not know what Duncan Watmore brings to the table. I mean, one of your other callers call him what less. I think I've downgraded him to what the fuck he does. I really don't know what he does. Uh, and again, that was a Gary Rowett safe substitution. Could have easily brought on um, Adamo Maku, striker for striker, like for like. But he, Or even SA and push Fleming up top. But he brought Watmore on, and I really, really don't. And just before the third goal, he angered me. Six minutes on the board. He was free. Bart pulled out a, right, a throw out to the right to him. He was clear as daylight running towards the goal. Then he goes to the bloody corner flag. And lucky enough, he did win a free kick. But honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to find any positives that that man brings. I don't know if it's confidence because he just doesn't play or he hasn't settled down in the south. But honestly... It frustrates the hell out of me to, to dig out players like that. But I just really don't know what he brings. So, listen, it was a good result. That, that's all I can say. Is Gary Rout still under pressure? Probably this is giving him another month's worth of uh, 
leeway. But as a, as we say, it was a very bad Rotherham United football team. It's a massive test next Saturday against West Brom. So we'll just have to see. But we pushed up the table again, mid-table. That's exactly where I think we're ending up this season. So come on, you Lions. Huge thank you to Matt Webb there for another apocalyptic recorded piece. Um, Duncan Watmore, what the fuck? What, what less? <laughs> um, harsh, harsh. I, I think what he brings, Matt, and I, I, I already cannot hear the argument, the counter argument here, is he brings an energy. I mean, he came into, is it the 55th minute? He came in for Nisbet, didn't he? And I believe, I haven't got the match report in front of me, he, he made the run that brought the cross that uh, uh, led to, yeah, 58 minutes for Fleming. So I think he made that run, pulled the ball back down the, down the wing. He certainly brought some energy with him. Um, I, I do take the point he's no, um, doesn't have the raw natural talent that we're seeing from some of the kids or from some of our other players at the moment. So I take that point. Um, he has more of a Tom Bradshaw vibe for me than um, perhaps in a Marku or uh, Raman possibly, who have more natural skill on the ball. Um, but he does bring that kind of um, you know willingness to run and run and run, like the uh, the uh, was it the Duracell, the Duracell battery, the monkey with the drum. Um, I had to laugh at your, your comment about rocking all over the world when the final whistle went, listeners. Um, there was like a long pause where no one quite knew what to do next. And of course, it, I was waiting for rocking all over the world. I actually wondered if Mr. Byfernow was going to play it. Maybe I think his old cop, his old forty-five had been put behind a, um, you know, a, a copy of uh, Titbits or something, or rather they couldn't find it. But anyway, it did come out in the end, and status quo rocked away. Um, but it was a long pause before they found it. Um, yeah, um, there we are. I think we probably explored last night's routine 3-0 win over a mediocre Rotherham size. On to Rotherham, on, uh, Rotherham, on to West Brom on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to go up for this game. Uh, I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I questioned myself last night going down the den, as you will have heard in, in uh, part one of this this show. But I'm, I'm game for it again. I must have some kind of mental health issue that compels me to keep going back watching the Lions listeners but then you've probably got the same condition because you're listening to this show so um, it's like a it's like an anonymous group like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous this is Millwall Anonymous this is how I think of this show there we are huge thank you to uh, all of our contributors um, hope you enjoy these the voicemail shows do keep in touch with me I, the more, I can't do this unless you send me voice notes listeners Send them in, and um, I'll do my best to include them and do a little bit of uh, reaction to them after each message. So thank you for listening. Until the next edition of Achtung Millwall, it's Arrivederci Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung Millwall. And the answer to today's question is, of course, of course it is. You know it. I know it. It's Tony Woodcock, dear listeners. Played for Forest, he played for Arsenal, he played for Cologne. Scored 16 goals in 42 games as a striker for the English national team. Tony Woodcock. Check out this and more questions like it at punditgames.co.uk. It's the ultimate football quiz. Ball game is a whole load of fun. Do check it out for Christmas. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 